0: No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Total Screamers podcast. It's been a bit of a change this week. Uh, it's hosted this week by me. That's Jake. So say hello, Jed. Hello mate. hello, mate. And we've got our new screamer. So say hello, Paul.
3: How's it going, Jake?
2: Ah, Not too bad, not too bad. How are we boys? You alright?
3: Very well, yeah. Very
4: well, yeah. Very well, thank you. Welcome to the team, Paul. Yeah, welcome. (laughs) Cheers, thanks a lot. (laughs) Good to be here.
2: So yeah, as you've probably noticed, um, the flying Scotsman of the team's not here this week. He's about to fly away and do some COVID testing and hopefully save the world from the global pandemic. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, but we'll carry on as normal and we're going to start our Premier League. Uh, review. So, boys, we'll start with uh, Crystal Palace West Ham. Jed, thoughts on this one?
4: Uh, I can't look beyond West Ham for this game, to be honest, mate. Um, they're in very good form at the moment. Uh, Mikel Antonio coming back is massive for them. Yeah. I don't think that that Palace will be able to to cope with them, to be honest, at the moment. Um, as as good as they can be, Palace when they're at home and they you know they do like to try and defend. I think West Ham will just have too much for them
2: yeah i'd agree paul what are your thoughts on this game mate
4: yeah you
3: kind of have to agree with that like west ham have done like pretty well this season i don't think anyone Mm. expects them to be where they are at the moment um not least their fans like i don't think they really fancied Moyes, but uh yeah he's done well like he's kind of restructured the whole team um and yeah i gotta say i'd say west ham will do it as well um i guess crystal palace just rely on zaha (laughs) <laughs> and it seems like Moyes being the defensive kind of manager that he is, he'll take care of that. Um yeah, yeah, so gotta be West Ham for me.
2: Do you think do you think West Ham are in a good shot with um, sort of a European shot this year? Like minimum Europa League, do you reckon?
4: If they keep their form up, definitely. Definitely. Because um they're they're grinding wins out at the moment, aren't they? They are, yeah. It seems to be that they're they're finding ways to win games by the odd goal. And and that's what you need ultimately. Um, I think that they've they seem to have the depth in the squad as well. And if they manage to keep everyone fit, um, I think they can certainly.
2: Paul, do you, do you reckon, West Ham for the for Europe next year?
4: Uh, yeah, I
3: don't know. It's so hard this season to say. Like, uh, like they're obviously <laughs> in the in the position to do it, but like basically, what two bad results and you're kind of drawn back down the table. Like, but they're looking good at the moment, definitely
4: um yeah yeah you never know it's a good point actually isn't it it can it can swing on it's on a knife edge isn't it really in the premier league at the moment like you say you have two two bad results and and that's it you're in a completely different position yeah
2: um yeah it's an it's an interesting one for west ham i think that if they keep antonio fit i think that he's a massive asset and he could potentially fire them to that sort of yeah that, that europa league spot but you know, like you say, the the season's crazy. <laughs> so one moment you're in sixth, the next minute you're in 16th. So we'll only wait and see. Next game, boys, is uh, Newcastle versus Leeds. Now I I had this down as pretty uh, pretty interesting game. Newcastle also need to bounce back. They need to get need to get something on the board, don't they? Because Steve Bruce looks like he's in real trouble.
4: Oh, definitely. I think he is in real trouble as well. And um, I think this is a big game for them. If if there's any time that they could have picked to play Leeds I think it would be now when Leeds are on a bit of a bad run um, Steve Bruce is trying to be more attacking and, and throwing attackers on the pitch not necessarily it's not necessarily worked for him yet but um, you never know obviously Leeds they can't defend so if he's if he's lumping balls into the box into to Andy Carroll <laughs> potentially this could be the game where Newcastle do actually score and <laughs> come away with a, a win like you say Jake I think it's going to be an interesting one
2: Yeah, Paul, thoughts on this one?
3: Yeah, yeah, it's weird, like, Leeds versus Newcastle, it's not really the fixture that kind of jumps out at any other time (laughs) of the season, but, like, everyone at the moment is just obsessed with Bielsa and Bruce for, like, completely different reasons. Yeah, absolutely. The (laughs) obsession with Bielsa, with the media and stuff, is, like, even if they lose one game, it's kind of, he's instantly doubted. While Bruce can nearly do no wrong in their eyes sometimes, like, they kind of make excuses for him the whole time, but, like... Bruce's fans hate him. Bielsa's fans love him. Play completely <laughs> different types of football, so it'll be a really interesting game. Um, yeah, I'd say I'd say Leeds will will do it. Like they they just they just seem too good at times, and Newcastle just don't have much confidence at the moment.
2: We've um, um, we spoke a lot about Newcastle, obviously, on this podcast, and sort of Steve Bruce and and if he's going to get replaced. But do you do you seriously think that he's in trouble? Like, do you think Mike Ashley would sack him?
3: nah not like they're not even close to relegation places relegation form and like did you see his interview there during the week and he like basically like took the piss out of Benitez a little bit and how Benitez (laughs) is seen by the fans like calling him magic Benitez like it's kind of like he know uh, like Bruce knows Ashley is like in favor of him basically and doesn't really care about what happened before so I think I don't know something will have to go badly wrong for
4: Bruce to leave um Mm. but I do think it is, it's a possibility, to be honest, because if if they if they're continuing to to not pick up points and not score goals, it will only get worse for them in, in a month's time. Yeah, you know, they could be in a in a, a very very difficult position. I think if it did get to a to that stage, you know, say for example they don't win another game, you know, for another month, mm. I do think that, yeah. that he's, he's in real danger. As, as much as Mike actually likes them, is you know. You can't you can't go out and lose every game and and still keep your job unless you're unless you're Chris Wilder. <laughs>
2: well, yeah, There's that, isn't there? That's the opposite end of the spectrum, isn't it? I think it'll be an interesting game. Um, it could be a bit of a, a a case of Leeds trying to break Newcastle down and Newcastle trying to hit them with Callum Wilson. But outside of Callum Wilson I, I, and potentially Andy Carroll if he's fit and, and playing, I, I don't really see what Newcastle's goal threat is. Um, and defensively, I mean, for years Newcastle have always been a bit of a laughing stock at the back, haven't they? And I think they're sort of showing yeah. that again this season.
4: Leeds definitely the better footballing sides, no doubt about that. Mm. Uh, I think attacking wise, yeah, they they could definitely cause problems. But as you said, uh, as we said earlier, Leeds they can't defend, and they, they do play themselves into trouble as well, um, which could could definitely be a factor uh, if they're trying to pass the ball about and getting caught in possession, it doesn't really matter who the ball drops to. If it drops to a decent enough player mm. you know, in in a, a decent position, then they can get punished for it. Um, but yeah, it's definitely going to be an interesting game and, and one that we'll keep an eye on, certainly. It's the sort of game, if
3: Newcastle win, you can see Bruce like coming out and saying, <laughs> I don't know, just <laughs> digging his own trumpet, saying how great he is and how shit it's he is. If, if he like.
2: wins it, he's coming out pumping the fists like yeah, yeah, a yeah. there going I beat Bielsa at his own game yeah exactly <laughs> something like that but yeah it's an interesting one that we'll uh, definitely keep an eye on uh, right then Southampton Arsenal I think this has got the makings of a really tasty game what do you think Paul?
3: Uh, yeah completely agree I fancy Southampton um, hmm. but Arsenal yeah, Arsenal have turned it around like in the new year um, yeah I think they're, they've been way better than previously and it's like they kind of it's like they bought into Arteta at the start and then kind of started forgetting what he had said at the start of this season. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, turned it around again. Um, so, yeah, it should be, a, should be a very good game. And, yeah, Southampton have been decent as well. Like, they didn't actually have much to do against Liverpool, but they, like, whatever they did, they did it well. Like, got the early goal and then just, they, didn't, they never really looked like being beaten, if we're being honest here.
4: Um, but, yeah, no, it should be a great game, I think. Jed, thoughts? Uh, I think it's going to finish as a draw um, mm-hmm. I think the two teams will, will cancel each other out um, they're both playing very well at the moment um, that's why I think I'd say they'll, they'll cancel each other out Southampton will will look to hit Arsenal on the counter Arsenal probably will try and do the same to Southampton and um, I think Arsenal at the moment probably have more of a goal threat um, when you consider the likes of, of Saka um, Lacazette's found his form uh, Young got a few goals the other night so I would say that, that they're probably more likely to score but Southampton can cause real real trouble from like set pieces and
3: yeah. things like that
4: around around the Arsenal penalty area um, it's definitely going to be a good game though 100% I can't see it being 0-0 I think there will be goals in it um, I'd Personally I, I don't want to call it though I think it's going to finish the draw I'm sitting on the fence,
3: <laughs> on the fence. <laughs> I hope Classic there's no, yeah, there's no revision the Yeah
4: absolutely <laughs> <laughs> Nobody comes back to us and looks at what we said does it? <laughs> after the results I hope <laughs> <laughs> you know, To be honest words. yeah he'll probably, he'll probably finish 0-0 now and there'll be no shots on time yeah, yeah. no, It'll I'll be a I'm dead game Yeah
2: <laughs> No, I think I think it's got them, on paper, um, I think it's got the makings of a good game. It's sort of Hassan Hoot or Arteta, um, Ings, if he's firing, you know, he's a massive, massive threat. And obviously Southampton have just beaten Arsenal in the FA Cup as well, so they've got that confidence. They know they can be beaten. Obviously, it was a slightly changed side, but, you know, that'll help Southampton. So I think it'll be a good game. Um, it's one that I'm probably going to watch um, quite closely. But the next game that I want to talk about is obviously two teams at the Completely opposite ends of the table. That's West Brom, mm. Man City. This is a massive game, I think, for both teams. Massive in different senses. Massive for City because they need to keep their momentum going, and it's massive for West Brom because obviously they they need to get something out of every sort of game they play now. Uh, so, what are your thoughts on it, boys?
4: See, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't see. I don't see it going any other way. To be honest, as 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 much as we love Big Sam, uh, and and you know our listeners know we do love Big Sam, um, but he's he's not surely not going to pull off a shock here. Man City are uh, arguably the form team of the, the division at the moment. Um, they're not conceding goals, which is you know something that that Big Sam will find difficult um, with with just the, the quality in that side. It's it's not as good, you know, as as other Premier League sides and, and City have kept, kept them out you know so I, I think that they'll, they'll find it tough they're, they're obviously going to sit in and, and let City play and and try and frustrate them but City are just too good at the moment aren't they
2: yeah what are your thoughts on this one Paul
3: yeah I have to agree um, City are like hitting the form that they had like maybe not last season but the two seasons before that where you're just like mm. scared every time you play yeah. against them you just you know they're going <laughs> to score and then yeah they're going to win, obviously, after that. Um, they haven't, like... Because I remember, like, a few seasons ago, they were just banging in goals for fun. Like, winning by two or three goals, and this season it hasn't been quite like that, but they've, like, completely gone under the radar, especially since, like, Liverpool's form has dropped off so much, and United have been playing yeah. so well that no one's really noticed until, kind of, last few weeks, how well City have been doing. Um, so, yeah, obviously, yeah, City are heavy favourites. Um, West Brom, yeah, haven't really done what Big Sam has wanted them to do, I guess, but yeah there's still hope for them like it's only halfway through the season so i don't think they'll be given up um and yeah it's obviously just going to be setting like 10 men behind the ball 11 men behind the ball hoping <laughs> well not hoping for the best but how big sam likes to play um yeah
2: i think it's um- probably going to be an episode of damage limitation for Westbourne they're going to just they're probably going to know that this is a right off it's a one sort of one-off game um, and they're just probably going to aim to like you say Paul stick 10 men behind the ball and make it hard for City and just limit limit the amount of chances they probably try and concede um, but like you said Jed I mean I can't, you can't look past Man City in this game but you know strange things have happened football's a crazy old game especially this season i mean you never know but <laughs> i i personally can't see it happening either <laughs> um, so next one boys is uh burnley villa the battle of the clarets on either side what are your thoughts on this i think uh villa are starting to find some really good form looking really really good but you know burnley are comf- off fresh off of win at Liverpool Uh, so it's potentially an interesting tie what do you think?
4: I think the win at Liverpool will definitely have have done wonders for Burnley's confidence because you know they have the results haven't been going their way uh, Mm. over the the last month or two Um, so I think that's definitely going to be a big boost for them. I do think that Villa are too strong for them though. Villa have been too strong for for a lot of sides this year Um, Mm. as good as Burnley are uh, defensively and, and you know they will try and keep them quiet but I think at the moment, just Villa just looks so threatening. That that attack that they've got, um, Trey Auray seems to be finding the net quite a lot at the moment. Um, Grealish obviously can can do magical things with the football. Uh, Ollie Watkins is is very dangerous. I, I just think that they'll have they'll have a bit too much for Burnley. And Burnley, on the flip side of that, you know, don't have enough firepower up front to to cause a bit of any major problems here. Mm.
2: Ball, what are your thoughts on this
4: one, mate? This
3: is, yeah, quite similar to the Leeds-Newcastle game, just, like, completely contrasting styles. Um, <laughs> Villa are just, like, I find them one of the best teams to watch, especially when Grealish gets on the ball. Um, like, he's just, he's always looking to beat a player or make a forward pass. It's re- very rare he goes back. Um, so, yeah, it's a pity he decided he was English couple of years ago (laughs) still haven't got over (laughs) over that one dreams of rice and grealish in the middle um but yeah i think Aston villa are just great to watch and when they get the ball to grealish it's there's not many defenders one-on-one who can like play against them um but yeah no this is a tough this is a tough one because like villa probably still have that mentality that they're like they're doing well but they're not Like, they don't have the mentality that they are one of the better teams in the league. So, like, an early Burnley goal. Yeah. um, Yeah. And, like, Burnley have played, like, enough in the Premiership to know what to do. Especially against a team like Villa, who are kind of new um, in the league. So, yeah, this will be a close one, I reckon. Um, Yeah, it could really depend on just who gets the first goal. I guess if Villa get it and then draw Burnley out a bit, they'll be able to hit them on the break. Uh, Yeah, like Jed said, like, they're three strikers or whatever. Attacking players are... Are really good actually, um, and good to watch. So yeah, I mean,
2: yeah. I have to agree. I think the the first goal in this game is crucial. Um, like you say, if Burnley get it, it, it it makes Villa have to come at them. And Burnley are one of those sides that don't really mind being um, having teams come onto them. But if, if Villa can get that goal and get Grealish on the ball, I mean, he's such a good talent, isn't he, Jack Grealish? And and what a player he is. Um, do Do you think that Villa can keep hold of him? for sort of the long term do you think that's realistic in in Villa's eyes do you think he w- would want to leave villa
4: i don't know i don't know he, he loves he loves the club doesn't he yeah. um obviously he's a he's a local and been at the club since he was a kid so i i don't know there's that aspect of it that you have to sort of contend with um but could i see him leaving equally yes because you could argue that he's never going to reach the heights of of you know the top top players mm if he's not playing at a top, top team, Um, I don't think it would be an immediate thing. I can't see him going for at least a year, you know, maybe two, but in the future, potentially. Yeah.
3: I think it could depend on like getting into Europe, like Villa are are semi decent shape to get into Europe this year. So like maybe if they do that, then he will stay for like the first European season. Um, I'd say it's more like, yeah, something to do with progression. And then also it doesn't seem to harm his chances playing for Villa to get into the England team at the moment um so yeah, in definitely. that way he's probably not like oh, i definitely have to leave but at the same time he's obviously looking at players at city and united and liverpool seeing the money they're on seeing like mm. the games they're playing in um but yeah it's i don't know yeah it seems like it's gonna happen presumably but just a case of when yeah when he wants to because it kind of seemed like during the summer that he might go to united um, yeah. but yeah it didn't really happen And then they've done well this season, so he's probably happy enough.
2: Uh, I think it's definitely one that, like you say, Paul, if if Villa get into Europe this season, he's probably looking at that and going, "Okay, this is a good building block, and and where do Villa go from there? Do they strengthen and get better and better and better? I feel like Jack Greeda should probably... I, he's one of those players that strikes me as winning one trophy at Villa over say you know four or five trophies at someone else is, is a massive Is like you know that's what you want isn't it yeah. remember sort of Steven Gerrard saying that when he was at Liverpool winning yeah. one trophy at Liverpool always meant more than it would winning five at, at somewhere else because that's your team and I feel like Grealish if, if, if he won a trophy with Villa he, yeah, I don't think he, I think he'd be over the moon, and that'd probably be the pinnacle of his career if he say won a title, at another club.
4: Yeah, you can you can see that happening. You know, him staying and, and potentially winning one trophy like an FA Cup or something like that with Villa, Um just as much as you can see him going somewhere else hmm. to a bigger side, and um, Villa definitely worse off without him because um, he, he is he is such a brilliant player. I think, as I say, he's, he's got a big. Big year ahead of him because he's he's likely going to be one of the first names on the team sheet for England this year this year at the Euros. Um, if he does well there, potentially, yeah, you know, as I say, could go on to, to even bigger things. It would, as I say, it depends on on what happens in Villa's season this year as well. Potentially, with with getting into Europe, but they do have a definite they do have a real chance of, of achieving that this year, definitely.
2: Yeah, certainly, one to keep an eye on the next game. We're going to talk about. Is Chelsea Wolves, and now this this to me is quite an interesting game because both sides are in a bit of a dip in form. Uh, obviously, Chelsea have yeah. not been playing great under Frank Lampard this season, and the Wolves have not been playing very well either. So, what what are your thoughts on this one, boys?
4: I think it's a big game for both teams. Mm-hmm. I think every game's a big game for Chelsea at this point, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> but if there's an opportunity for them to you know to get another win under their belts, then this is the game. Um, they beat Fulham recently, didn't they? And and then obviously lost to Leicester. But yeah, I think at this moment in time Wolves aren't, you know, as good as they should be. Um, considering some of the you know, the, the players they've got and the sort of the, the team that, that Nuno's built there. Um so I think that potentially I can see this going Chelsea's way. Um yeah. I think they've they've just got a little bit more about them, they'll probably have more of the possession and, and Mason Mount at, at this point is the, the player who who can really turn the game for them and if they get him in the right positions to find the net, then I think they've won the game.
2: Yeah, looking at the stats, I mean, Wolves haven't won in you know at least five and Chelsea have only won in the last five. I mean, that's, that's really poor run results for both sides and like you say Jed the quality that both sides have got in their teams I think you know they both should be a lot better than where they are Wolves are 14th Chelsea are 9th and that's that's not good enough especially for Chelsea the money they've spent oh, is, definitely. is definitely not good enough Paul what do you think about this one
3: mate? Yeah like Chelsea are just in no man's land at the moment I think there's huge fresh on Lampard I'd say he's he's quite close to being sacked himself like closer than Bruce mm-hmm. is um, yeah. yeah like I don't know. Yeah. The big thing, obviously, that everyone's talking about is the money he spent and how those players have performed. And on one hand, like, those players are new to the Premier League. Klopp has had the same problem with a few different signings over the years where they haven't played well in the first half of the season and then got better as the season went on. And like Fabinho, he started terribly, but has turned into like one of the first names on the team sheet. So, like, I think like Havertz and Werner should be obviously given time and Lampard could be the man to help them out and turn their season around but yeah it's not always that simple at chelsea they want the yes. success now like like when you think about it how difficult it must it be for those lads coming from germany in the middle of a pandemic probably not seeing their yeah. families yeah. all that sort of crack yeah and then yeah but like, like Lampard, he's just so hateable like and just <laughs> cracked up at that uh journalists i don't know if you saw during the weeks so the athletic journalists just had a go yeah. at him like and you're just like this guy is known by very few people. Why are you taking your anger out on him? Like it just seems like pointless. Uh, but obviously yeah, no one says anything to Lampard. Um and then yeah, Wolves their form has just dropped off a cliff since Jimenez got injured, which is weird like you wouldn't obviously. Yeah, players make big differences, but it seems like he's just the he is the main player for Wolves. Um and yeah, they just don't have an answer at the moment. Without
2: him. That's it. I mean, it's been startling, like you say, Paul, since since Jimenez has got injured, how like they've literally fell off a cliff, haven't they? Yeah. Um I mean, you don't often see it where one player does make an entire difference, but I think we're seeing with this wall side that Jimenez was a massive part of how they play football. Um it's just it's just proven in the fact that you know, no disrespect to that Fabio Silva. I mean, he's a young lad. He's just sort of come over, big money transfer. probably wasn't expecting to play the amount of games that he has. Yeah. I mean, I think he's done okay when he's coming. Don't get me wrong, but I think he's a completely different style of player to Jimenez, and and that sort of Wolves are having to change and learn how to play differently all the time yeah, during games. And I think that's sort of not helping, definitely.
4: Yeah, I, I don't think Wolves are a one man team by any stretch. Hmm. Um, but but losing Jimenez. And losing the the goal threat that he adds just yeah. makes so much di- so much of a difference to to wolves as a team because they you know they've shown this season they can put their players in those chances like Fabio Silva's had, had quite a few chances up front, uh, Jimenez with Barry, but you know he's just he's just not at that level yet, uh, uh, and you know he is still really young as well, Fabio Silva. but well, I think that as a Jimenez. Is, is definitely the biggest miss in their team. Um, obviously they sold Diego, Diego Jota as well to Liverpool who who adds you know, quite a lot of spark up front but Jimenez is just is just such a talented forward. Um he just has such an eye for goal that when you take that out of a team it's really hard to, to replace it. And if you haven't got that, they'll they're struggling for goals and combine that with this the defensive problems they seem to have had this year as well. Um yeah it's not a it's not a good mix for them. So it's like when they've in the past, if they have had defensive issues or if they've made mistakes, you do kind of feel that Jimenez can sort of bail you out of any situation yeah. because he only needs one chance. But with him not there, they've you know it's just shown that, that Wolves you know need him a lot more than than they'd like to, to admit. Definitely. Um, and yeah, they're play- like in any normal season,
3: you'd be playing one game a week. But this time, you're playing like two games a week, so you're playing double the amount of games yeah. without your best player. So your form yeah. is just if you lose a few games you've lost you could lose three games in one week it's just like yeah, a recipe for yeah. disaster for trying to don't get any time to like
4: make any changes on the training ground or whatever so, <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. it's definitely it's a, re- it's it's a really good point, season isn't it? isn't it things
4: things can get worse a lot quicker yeah. than they normally do uh, this year and in the same way things can get better a lot quicker than they normally do as well um True. look at man united for example yeah um Yeah, they're they're the prime example of that. turning the form around so quickly, and um, like you say, Paul, you know the fact that they're playing so many games, it really hasn't helped some teams. And Wolves are definitely one of those.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's certainly not at all right, boys. The next game, a massive one in the relegation battle, isn't it? Brighton and Fulham, Uh, massive, massive game for both teams. Brighton on the back of a win over Leeds. Fulham over probably quite an unlucky loss against Man United. Uh, what are your thoughts on this one?
4: I think Fulham have been unlucky definitely pretty much every game they've played recently. Um they they seem to be vastly improved from where they were at the beginning of the season. Um, this is definitely a six pointer for them as well. So I can see them going for it and, and potentially looking to try and throw everything at Brighton to to make sure that they win this game because this is, is a winnable game for them where you know you look at the Fixtures against Man United, for example, they will not have been expecting to win that game. Chelsea, they will not have been expecting to win, but they've they've done they've done well, and they can you know you have to give them credit for that. Um, this will be the game that they think is the one they can go and win. There's, even though Brighton are you know, a, a decent side, they're down there as well. So, as I say, it's a it's a six pointer, isn't it?
2: Yeah, it definitely is. Um, I feel like Brighton are one of those sides that are, are really eye catching. They're quite good to, to watch, and they're a really nice sort of team. Fulham, are sort of not the opposite. They play some really nice football, but they're quite scrappy um, when they want to be. And I think that Fulham have got a massive sort of threat on the counter-attack as well. Um, obviously with the likes of Luckman and Carvalho and plays mm. like that. I think that they can definitely hurt Brighton on the break. Um, and I think that Brighton, the way Brighton play sort of, that can really hurt Fulham as well because they've got some really nice creative players in there, and obviously they've got some pace as well with like Mope and, and T and stuff like that up front. Paul, what do you think about this one?
3: Yeah, it's not all like it's not really often you like kind of look forward to a game with between 17th and 18th, but whenever <laughs> I've seen Fulham, they've been like way better than the results they've got. Obviously, at the start of the season, they started him hopefully, and it was I think Hargreaves said he was sure they'd go down, and yeah. I don't think many people disagreed with him, but uh, yeah, they've kind of I wouldn't say they've turned a corner, but like. They've definitely played a little bit better each game, and yeah, have been unlucky when they have lost. Um, I really like the look of Loftus Cheek at the moment. He's playing, yeah, yeah. he's a
2: great talent. Yeah, isn't he? he's
3: like just kind of not carrying their team, but he's the looks like the main man to like get them going on the break. Carries the ball, seems like he can kind of power past anyone. Um, and yeah, I thought he he had a great chance against United, uh, yeah. to get an equalizer. But yeah, yeah like with a few few different things like that. They, yeah, they got some better results, I reckon. I fancy Fulham for this, to be honest.
2: Yeah, it's definitely, um, it's definitely like you say, one of those ones where you look at the positions and you think, oh, that's probably going to be a bit of a rubbish game. But both sides are quite exciting um, yeah. <laughs> and quite combustible as well, aren't they? They both like to sort of destroy themselves at times. <laughs> um, so it, it's potentially a, a really, really good game. Yeah. Um, And it's definitely one that will have massive effects for the rest of the season. Like you said, Jed, it's a Mm six-pointer, big six-pointer.
4: I can see there being a lot of cards in this one, a lot of yellows, because there's there's some there's some dodgy tacklers in both sides <laughs> in there, in the, in the midfield. So um, it's it's definitely got the potential to be a, a good game, to be honest. And yeah. Like Paul said, you don't often look forward to a game between 17th and 18th as much as this, unless it's a, like the last day of the yeah, season exactly type that. drama game. But um, both of these sides at the moment are playing way above where they are in the league. I think. Absolutely. Um, so hopefully we get a good game out of it.
2: Speaking of good games, I think this one, potentially the game of the weekend, or the weekday, sorry. Uh, Everton, Leicester. Uh, Sixth versus third. Really, really on paper. Really good game. Eye-catching game. What are your thoughts on it, boys?
3: Um, Like, yeah, Leicester have really just picked up form recently, haven't they? Um Yeah. They just, I think, yeah, Rogers has always had this with Leicester. Like, they go through seasons nearly, like three quarters of the season last season uh, or the season before, they were just unbelievable. And then they just drop off. But obviously, they're in that form where they're unbelievable. And yeah, I wouldn't wouldn't like to play against them, I reckon. But at the same time, Everton are doing decent as well. Um, So yeah, it should be a close game. But I do fancy Leicester
4: at the moment. I agree. Um, I agree. I fancy Leicester for this one. As, As good as Everton are. Um, and, you know, we spoke a lot in the past about how much we like Everton as a team under Ancelotti and how they've yeah. set up, um, particularly with like the wing-backs um, and the, their, the midfield, like De etc., going through the middle. Um, but I, I do think that Leicester at the moment are just on such a good run of form that no one or, where, you know, potentially only Man City would be able to stop them at this mm, point, I think. Yeah. Um, they're, they're so threatening. James Madison's in the form of his life, and I don't think you know as good as Everton are. I don't think they'll be able to handle him. So, so that,
2: that's it. And obviously, Madison is in great form. But no Vardy this week. He is obviously injured, and that's mm. that's massive. I think um, potentially in this game because obviously we know how, we know our good he is. We know our threatening he is, and we know what an unbelievable talent he is. But. You know, so that Everton will be looking at that and going, "Yeah, okay, we might be able to get something out of this." But then, like you say, Jed Vardy's gone out, but Madison's in the form of his life. So you sort of take away one problem, and another one has just appeared.
4: Yeah, um, and they're still going to have to cope with you know, Harvey Barnes, um, who's, who's just as threatening. Vardy does a lot in terms of work rate and you mm-hmm. know, dragging defenders about, and, and obviously he's a threat as well. Um, but I, I, I think that, that Leicester have just got too much at the moment, and they're in they're in such good form. Uh, I can't see them from that list one slip
2: yeah I think I think I'd probably agree with you I think Leicester probably just got a bit too much for Everton and um, and they will probably get the win uh, the next game Man United Sheffield United big game for both sides obviously again United at the top Leicester, uh, <laughs> Sheffield United at bottom so it's obviously very contrasting positions at the table do you see any way uh, Sheffield United get, out, get anything out of this game, boys?
3: <laughs> just, no. No. I don't. <laughs> a few months ago, you could have, like, United with that team that won, like, one week and lost the next week or whatever, but, gee, Sheffield United seemed, like, dire. Just, they
4: beat Newcastle and just, oh, that was it. Um, they, um, to be fair to them, last time they played, you know, it, they did give them a bit of a scare, um, as I yeah. recall, but... Uh, it was a long
2: just, time ago was yeah it like like,
4: <laughs> they're just they're just so strong right now um, particularly going forward like Sheffield, Sheffield United are going to have absolutely no chance against that attack um, yeah. they've they're just they're clinical at the moment um, Pop was playing really well and he's he's running games uh, Fernandez obviously does Bruno Fernandez things Rashford will take a chance um, <coughs> if they have to call on Cavani or, or Greenwood for example they're, they've got goals in that team and Sheffield United with Aaron Ramsdale in goal
1: they haven't got a chance
2: <laughs> uh, like you say Jed I think United the differences between the, I mean the glaring obvious differences the quality on the pitch but the fact that United can name six or seven players that can get them a goal from their midfielders to their strikers and even their defenders you know from set pieces you you fancy Maguire or Lindelof or Bailly to, to manage to get their head on something and, and find the back of the net and Sheffield United obviously we know how documented their troubles have been this season um, so I, I mean there's only one winner uh, and that is Man United I think you
4: like watch this, now you watch well, now Sheffield I mean, United will go with 3-0 if Sheffield, United, if
2: Sheffield United turn this around and win I mean
4: that's unbelievable yeah, that's but, awesome I, I,
2: I, I can't see it happening I think I think that like like the West Brom Man City game that this is damage limitation it's damage limitation for Sheffield United to just try and contain this to a 1-2-0 two, two maybe they'll probably be happy with a 3-0 <laughs> you know but I think it, it, it's if Sheffield's trying right to get anything out of this this game then the, the world is probably going to end the next day <laughs> but yeah uh, and lastly boys um, Spurs and Liverpool so Tottenham Liverpool massive game both teams isn't it in the race for the top four um, Liverpool as as we sort of know have you know, no no winning in five or six games they're, they're looking really really poor just lost to Burnley Pfft. Tottenham a you know a dangerous side what are your thoughts on it
3: I reckon this one has a draw written all over it I reckon the <laughs> the last game between them should have been a draw um and yeah I think Mourinho will be happy with the draw Liverpool are just yeah they're just dropped their form is just terrible at the moment it's kind of like watching them when Benitez or Julio is in charge you just you hope you turn up like hoping that'll be a good result, but you just kind of know that it won't be. You like you are eighty percent sure that they're not going to win, and that was the case tonight against United. Like they looked, they looked grand for like a couple of five minutes, ten minutes at different stages, but they just never really looked in control. Um, and it's like yeah, complete opposite to last year where you knew they were going to win now at yeah. the moment anyway you just mm. you just think they're going to draw or lose like the burnley game yeah like they didn't obviously they probably didn't deserve to lose but they didn't really deserve to win um mm. so yeah it's worrying times and then yeah it's a, like a good time for spurs to play liverpool i guess if they if they got a goal if they go ahead like spurs might win it yeah that'd be the worst thing i think for liverpool if spurs got got a goal first and then just sat back i'm not sure liverpool have the confidence
4: or yeah players t- are in form at the moment to break any team down I think that's most likely what's going to happen to be honest um I can see Spurs taking an early lead they are at the moment they seem to be coming out for games and really trying to cause teams problems in the early stages like the first 15 minutes and get an early goal mm-hmm. and if they do that against Liverpool like you say Paul um this could be a difficult game for Liverpool because Mourinho would absolutely love to just sit back and defend for the rest of the game <laughs> and, and keep them out and win. If, if, if Mourinho could pick any scoreline for this game to finish, he would have one nil, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. I do think that um, there's there's definitely potential for Liverpool to bounce back. Um, and, and punish Spurs if they make any mistakes because uh, they've got mistakes in them yeah. but at this moment in time Liverpool don't really fill you with confidence when they get around the the 18-yard box so I think that'll play into Spurs' hands and, and then Spurs will will look to counter and try and get the ball into Son and Kane etc. Um, it, it could be a bit of a cagey game but I honestly I think Spurs have probably got a better chance of, of walking away with three points than Liverpool at the moment.
2: I think Liverpool have... Like you said, Paul, for 10-15 minutes in spells of games, they've looked good. Uh, like today in the FA Cup, they looked good for p- portions of the game. Yeah. You thought, you know, they're playing good football, they're, they're working hard, and, and they, sh- they finally scored a couple of goals, which which will obviously help their confidence. But I just feel like when they come back to the league, that, that, that Liverpool are just lacking something. I don't know what it is. I mean, everyone's trying to work it out, what, what, what the problem is and... and and things like that but obviously the, the glaring problem at the moment is they're not scoring enough goals and that front three is 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 experienced enough and it's good obviously it's, we know it's good enough to to get the goals and, and score the goals but I think it's just a confidence thing I think everyone's probably a little bit tired I mean this season and at the end of last season no pre-season everything's sort of coming at you thick and fast and uh I think it's probably just a little bit, a little bit too much to Liverpool, especially the way Jurgen Klopp plays football as well. You know, it's a lot. A lot of it is involved with running and and working hard, and you know that does take its toll. Oh yeah, it
3: must be so hard for the players. Like like you hit a bad run of form, and then your thoughts just turn to like maybe next season. Even at this stage, like it's getting to that stage. Well, it's obviously only halfway through, but they're falling behind quickly. Like another loss here, which will mean just confidence goes further down. Um, Yeah. You're kind of struggling to see, like if you can't beat Burnley and you can't beat Spurs, like where are the points <laughs> going to come from? Yes. Yeah, so it's,
4: it's yeah. the worst. It's the worst time for a run of a, a bad run of form when everyone else around you seems to be picking up yeah. their form, doesn't yeah, it? So, yeah, um, Yeah, it won't it won't do Liverpool any good to to lose this game certainly, but I, I do think that Spurs have a better chance. As I said, I, I just see I can see them getting that early goal and and Liverpool not being able to recover, unfortunately. Mm. Yeah,
2: it's um. It's an interesting game. It'd be a bit of a, It'd be interesting to see how both sides set up, um, and whether you know Jordan Henderson, if he's fit, for the ball, I think he's a big loss as well. If he's not playing, the will miss certainly miss something in the middle of that park when he's not in midfield.
4: Hmm. Well, one, I, thing is... I do, one thing that I do. One thing I do want to ask um, just Ooh. before before we move on. on. Obviously, it, the other night um, we saw Klopp versus Dyche in <laughs> in the tunnel. Um, I think I think we all know if they were to put the gloves up. Who is going to win that fight, uh, <laughs> Big Sean? But do you reckon we'll see a bit of needle between uh, between and, and Jose in this game? Because because oh, Mourinho loves he that. loves winding people up, doesn't he? And Klopp's getting very wound up right now. So... <laughs> <laughs>
2: I reckon Jose will definitely have a pop in.
4: Oh, yeah. yeah <laughs> I forgot about
3: the last absolutely. game, remember? Like, basically, the final whistle, Mourinho said that Spurs should have won or something. He said,
4: like, the, yeah, that's the right. Team so the best, yeah. best team lost. Yeah, team. Yeah, exactly, yeah. He? Yeah. Best team lost him. Uh, Yeah. So who, who, uh, who, who wins that fight if, uh, if Klopp and Mourinho were to, to get oh, in the ring? I
2: mean, Klopp, yeah. I, think, I think Jose's all show. I think he's a show pony. <laughs> he's one of those. He, he'd talk a good fight and then. As soon as he got, as soon as Klopp dropped, like laid a glove on him, he'd be like, no, I'm done. I don't want it. I don't want it. (laughs) He's a, he's a, he's a mouthpiece, Jose. He's not a, he's all bark. (laughs) But no, I think it, um, I think the war of words potentially in the next couple of days is going to be quite interesting between the two. Um Jose, as we know, he loves he loves mind games, doesn't he? He loves to stir the pot and, and get mm. people riled up. But I think, you know, if he does do that, that potentially could play into Liverpool's hands because Klopp will probably be sat there going, look what that bastard's saying about us. <laughs> like, get <laughs> out there and show him that I'd prove him wrong. But um, yeah, I don't know. I think, I think it'd be an interesting one to see though <laughs> on the touchline going at it like... <laughs> But any other points to add, boys, before we end up finished today?
4: No, nah, nothing from me.
2: How are the cov getting on, Jed, in uh, the championship where he is?
4: Oh, we're um, we're towards the relegation zone. We're not quite in it at the moment, but we're we're in we're in that, that area. You're in the hunt. yeah. We, in got, the hunt. we got we uh, got we got well beaten by Reading last time out, um, but we have Sheffield Wednesday this week. Who are? in a bit of disarray um, so hopefully we can tasty game bounce back yeah hopefully we can bounce back although to be fair they, they beat us last time we played them which is a travesty um, <laughs> so yeah um, yeah hopefully we can we can deliver soon
2: happy days all right then all right boys uh, it's been a pleasure first time with the new lineup. Uh, so firstly thank you Paul thanks for making
3: your debut <laughs> cheers thanks for having me
2: and thank you Jed as always no worries mate and thank you everyone listening um obviously like we say as always we're on twitter we've got our website just give us a give us a follow if you want to talk to us just drop us a message and we'll always get back to you cheery bye